Hi. Check. Now I can't hear you. Check one, two. Check. <laughs> so funny. <sighs> Check. Check. Check one, two. Speaker. Why is this doing this? This is so classic. Uh, we'd spend five minutes getting it already. We're like, this isn't working. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll see for how long. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hello. Something's wrong with the audio for me. <laughs> oh no. And why do we even do this, dude? All right. For fun. I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Hold on. That could be annoying for people that can hear me. You there? I am. I'm here. Should I rejoin? No, there we go. I see you. I hear you. Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm Chad Ecker. I'm going to do this without my headphones in. It might echo. I apologize. Hey, we're amateurs. This is what it is. Correct beers. We, we need one. We need one real bad. I had a long weekend uh, showing houses. I'm not that prepared. As you can see, we're struggling to get going here. We're struggling on the start uh, technology-wise. But we're not struggling, Eric, at cash and bets and winning <laughs> money on DraftKings. Uh, hashtag mega profit. Jealous haters. All <laughs> you jealous haters. You know, sad that you didn't put a dollar on Billy Ho like I did. <laughs> Jerks. Jesus. At the same time. Okay, here we go. We got people chatting. Hey, what's up? Stewie's in here. Stewie, he's cashing bigly. He won with, with uh, Joel Damon with me. So that was fun. Um, Eric, we're presented in partnership with our friends at FanshareSports.com. You can go there and get 20% off. That's scrolling across the bottom. Each and every Sunday, we're coming to you as a support group because we're typically losers at this betting stuff. That's why we only do it for a dollar, you fools, because we are losers, of course. So when we win $100 off of a dollar, we're out of it and we tweet it and we don't care hashtag mega profit how much mega profit did you make well you know what i had a dollar on this dude that went 100 and then i added seven dollars after on friday afternoon after the third round of this thing to win another 100 so off of my eight dollars and 14 cents i won 200 dollars on this dude if that's not a mega profit and that's not fun well what are we doing here Oh, Lord. And then, Eric, also, we're playing for a dollar on DraftKings on the short game. You'll find us there making 20 lineups each week, making lineups that can result in a hashtag mega profit. Check it out. Look at this T-shirt. If you're on YouTube, you can find me holding up the newest and the latest. Let me zoom in on myself. The mega profit T-shirt that uh, we ordered. It's it's nice too. It's a good quality. I'm I'm wearing it under this, but I'm in the garage, so it's kind of cold out here. So I can't rock a t-shirt. But you can rock a t-shirt with the hashtag mega profit on the front in the master's writing. Thanks to our friend uh three putts for par, George Z. He made this logo and then I put it on a t-shirt. So hey, it's gonna be a giveaway right now. It's gonna become one of my uh weekly uh t-shirts that I wear because I only I don't really have a huge 
repertoire of clothes, and that's going to be in him. Okay, Eric, so we asked people to retweet. It's not too late because I'm going to give one away right now to the people that did it, and then I'm going to give one away to the people uh, that do it during the show if you want to do it during the show. But So retweet the one about this link. It's on our Twitter page. And then uh, I'll probably give away more because I got a couple more. And it's Masters coming up, so we want to get these out to you. It's Valero Texas Open this week, but we want to get these out to you this week to your house so that by the time the Masters starts, boom, you can rock this T-shirt. It's in the Masters color green. It's got the gold Masters. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So who tweeted? There's 15 people. Wow, thank you. Uh, one of the 14, because I can't. I tweeted it, so I don't win. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you want to you want to tell me when to stop? Stop. Okay, there's a guy named Daniel Zhang. Zhang. Can you see that? That's where my finger stopped. Yep, there it it's is. Official, it's an official way to call out a winner. Your name is Daniel Zhang. I'm just going to follow you now. I'm going to send you a message. You won. You win. And he'll be like, win? What did I win? He probably doesn't have <laughs> He doesn't even have a picture of himself. Hey, but he does follow us, so that's what was the requirement of this thing. Now that this T-shirt is given off to this Daniel Zhang guy, let's go open up. What else are we going to talk about? Well, tonight we're going to talk about, we'll review both the match play and the Putacana. We got results in both of those. We're going to look at and dissect things because we had fun. We learned. We're doing this fun every week. We're going to go through those things. We're also going to... Understand. Well, I didn't play in the short game for the Punta Cana. I played in the quarter arcade, so we're not going to look at the short game for that. Yeah, we might have to talk about that. Yeah, and because I almost took it down, actually. I was in contention, and then I finished seventh. So should we start with the uh, match play? Yeah, start start with the match play. So here's what I do. I share the screen on DraftKings. Uh, I share it for the tournament so we can look at the winning lineup and we can dissect the ownership. We can look at the things that this person did right and we can see, did we or could we have come up with these names? And then we'll talk about the people that were the most owned names and whether or not that was worth owning them. So right here, this guy that won had Bryson, Rom and Scheffler and Ho and Kucher and Perez. So he had the final four. And then he picked Bryson and Rom. So he would the two ten guy K guys at seventeen and twenty two percent. That's you know. So basically, he just got lucky. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like really lucky because that's what this is. Isn't this just like an enhanced version of roulette that we normally play? But instead, now we have like this match play. Which I mean, this is roulette times roulette. Like this is double roulette. It really is, but again, once once again, we see a winner of the short game really not having much FOMO, much fear. They said, "Let's." I'm gonna. I think that Bryson and Rom get out, and then maybe these other four get out as well. And th I think they were smart as far as you know. They they built their lineup. It was optimized in a way that allowed for a final four to be uh, to occur. And I don't know. Were people were people talking about that over the course of the week? I assume they were. I didn't. I didn't listen to a whole lot of. of, of we were told that. We were told that it's important. I mean, you have to. You can't just spray your lineups. You have to strategically build. And there was a shitload of lineups that were dead on on you know arrival. Well, so, yeah, and then they were even dead on Friday when. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, people were putting people in the same pods. I mean, like they just, that that happens. But I mean, this is. I mean. 
this dude was probably sweating hard on Saturday. I think Saturday is the best day of it's it's one of the best days of the year for DraftKings, I think. <laughs> if you if you're in if you're in the in in the mode for for match play, if you if you have viable lineups, this guy knew Horschel had to win two games. Uh short uh, Scheffler, Kucher, Perez, he was sweating that. He yeah. knew he was in in a live situation also with Rom. Like what a that must have been a lot of fun. I had I I was I I had like some three three of sixes. I didn't have any six of sixes. I don't think I don't that this this lineup wasn't even viable. It wasn't even a, a six of six after after a Friday, and it still was good because you got that four of four. It was all about getting that four of four. And this guy was not worried at all about saying, okay, well maybe it's a Horschel Scheffler, Kucher, Perez, four of four. Like you have to accept that. You have to go through those. Uh, no, this dude just clicked and got lucky, bro. He took the chalk name, at the, <laughs> the ROM chalk. Now, look at this screen. Right now, you'll see me sharing what was discoverable on uh, each contest that you're in, how many people own a guy, and then how many points they scored. And so you can download this after the tournament or during the tournament if you want to get the ownership percentages. And you can find the guy at the top. The most owned in the short game this week was on this dude's roster. I was told, you can't eat chalk. You can't use chalk, <laughs> and you have to be a contrarian uh, game theory guy at this course in this tournament. You can't use John Rahm or even this fourth most wanted Bryson in the same lineup, and you can't win with that. It's like this dude just ate the chalk, the two names he just thought were the best two names on both sides, and then he just got lucky with the four other guys that he sprayed in. Yes, he did it correctly, and he sprayed the guys on the other on the random brackets, you know, like that. He clearly needed the four different brackets, but he just, he just ate the chalk, and you can see John Rahm. He still came up 110 points. Let's see who scored the most, Eric. That's like kind of what we want to review, and it's obviously Horschel, right? It's going to be oh Sheff- my gosh, it wasn't even Horschel. It was Kucher, and it was Scheffler. 175.75, 172.75, and 172.1. So the guy who won it all, which this needs to, the scoring system might need to change next year because the guy that won it all didn't even score the most points. Granted. There's a number of holes you can win. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways to score points in this thing. It's kind of ridiculous. So that, like, if this, you know, look at that. Yeah, Kucher is the most. I mean, we nobody was on Kucher. He's 2.6% owned for a good reason. He had played like crap. But then you got Bubba there, too. These are guys that are uh, Poulter, all under 6%. They're names that do well at match play. That's why I was on Sergio. I knew he's right. a good match play player. I, I think the the unwanted Kucher is it's kind of cool. Gold. I, yeah, I, I think it's great. I mean, like historically speaking, he had been good in match play. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, his recent form was something to be questioned and worrisome about. But you know, it, when in stroke play, you, you you lose a bunch of strokes and you're you're out of it. But here, you can respond. In different ways. So, I mean, like, it's just such a different format. It makes sense to take these guys like Poulter, Kisner, who didn't, I don't think, got out of this pod. But nonetheless, like, all these guys that we know that are good at match play. Uh, and Kucher proves, proves it again. So, uh, good for him, I think. Yeah, well, good for them. Good for this tournament. I'm kind of done with it. I'm over it because I didn't win that much on it. I had Billy yeah. Marshall, but I didn't win DraftKings-wise. I did, though, win at the show, at the quarter arcade for the Putacana, baby. Let's Let's show this, okay? Putacana, the offshoot event that Joel Damon won, and I had a forty to one bet or forty-five to one bet. I was telling people to do that. 
and I didn't even click him. And actually, the guy that I didn't even have him in my lineup on league, but I ended up having him in this lineup here for 509 points. I was seventh in this quarter arcade. Schmoor. <laughs> but here, the winning lineup had a Danny Willett at 3%. He had a Lashley. He had a Sam Ryder. He had a Damon and Zanotti and a Gilgich at 0.5. Oh my God. What an event. I mean, Ryder was my main guy. I had Ryder on Jack Market. I was riding Ryder hard. I had a Ryder bet and he finished T2, luckily, because a bunch of people bogeyed their way into letting him have the T2. And then Lashley, I was on a bunch. Damon, I was on. So, you know, I had a good core. I had a good week overall. I had Estraca and I had a couple other guys that were that did well. Um, so, but, you know, seventh. That's great, man. I mean, 20 bucks off of 25 cents. I mean, that's that's some serious ROI. I mean, what? why the hell didn't you just fucking play the short game? Are you kidding me? Why would you not play the short game? I mean, you like, texted what? me. It was your fault. You were like, we're not playing the short game in, in both, are we? Because this is going to be 40 bucks. And I was like, yeah, fuck $40. I'm going to just do 20 and 20 and do the five. So it's five dollars for twenty total lineups. So since when do you listen to me? I don't know, but I did that. Yeah, what and then fuck? I was like, oh, I want to be in the same contest. I remember, I remember distinctly entering the quarter arcade, being like, why am I entering the quarter arcade? This is almost just like a waste of clicking. I don't know. I'm annoyed because I probably could have won tens of dollars more. I don't know. <laughs> But remember, we used to spend like a lot of time entering arcade lineups years ago. Dude, so you guys, I've been betting on sports for a long time and I never win money. And now I'm here telling you what to do. But actually, I've been up overall, like on golf in my life, I'm sure. Same time. We know that this is roulette and that you will lose money. So we don't bet a lot of money because we don't want to have your our wives talk shit about it and tell us not to do it. So that's, we've already ranted on this a lot. Also, I'm not afraid to tell you I bet a dollar. I'm not afraid to show you that I bet a dollar. There's a lot of people out there that don't want to say that they're betting a dollar because they're trying to fool you into thinking that they're uh, this high roller baller. I am a dad of two. I'm a, I'm a realtor. I don't really do this for real. And I'm in my garage on a Sunday night after a long ass day and a long ass weekend. I should be playing for more though. My God, I'm winning. Joel Damon. I, I should have bet more on Joel Damon. I should have bet more on Horschel. I don't know what I was thinking. I, it's fine for me to play the quarter arcade, but I'm still a little shocked. I assumed that you were in the short game. So I, I was shocked that, that you were sending me. Because <laughs> that you've never really been worried about the difference between five dollars and twenty dollars. No, <laughs> no, I don't know. I just assumed that this was just going to be another week where it was a crapshoot, and then I ended up having a good pool. And yeah, it was another thing. So that's what we also like to say in strategy wise. You got to just do the same thing over and over and over again because you're you're gonna end up not doing it the one week you don't do it. And like I, we talked about Joel Damon. You and I texted and we're like. Why is he 7,700? And what is up with that? Why is he even here? First of all, because his friends are all in the real thing. And then he's probably jealous of those people. Maybe he's going to show up this week. Didn't we text this exact thing on like Tuesday yeah. afternoon? Yeah. And then I was like, I can't watch Joel Damon destroy this shitty field and not be on it. And so then I thought, okay, I'll just bet on it. I won't even use him on DraftKings. And then I was like, I can't not just use him on DraftKings. So, and I, so then I only used four shares which also goes back to our point of what we do this. We, 
we do 20 lineups and you don't need more than four or five of one guy. Cause you're going to, there's ways to get the nuts. Like having Joel Damon on four lineups, you have four really good chances of having the luck. If you have Joel on eight lineups, like you don't really increase you, you, you increase it, but like, you don't, you're almost going over the board for no reason. Cause he's more likely to ruin the eight than actually produce a result of the eight. So all you really need is the four. So just to go with eight, like that's almost too unnecessary. So if you're really strongly feeling someone six or seven, like that's out of 20 lineups, that's how many you can, you need to use on him and don't worry about it. And don't try to like think that, Oh, I'm going to get one more combo with this guy and it's going to make a difference. It won't because you've got the guy enough times. Unless you're in the mood to gamble, and then you you do go high on someone like Damon, just because you said I want to gamble, then admit it's gambling and don't say it's something else because we're we're completely a. Uh, He's at, Jesse, our guy, is asking if I had any jock market shares of Joel Damon, and I didn't. And you know why? Is because I came into Wednesday night thinking nobody would should like Joel Damon. I'm only doing this out of FOMO, and I don't want to miss it. And then I log into Jack Market watching Joe Idoni's show with Rick Run Good on Wednesday nights called the Power Hour. You get a promo code PL20 and you can like sign up for this app, Jack Market. But at the same time, he's $8 or something when I logged in. And that means he needed to finish like top 20 immediately. When I logged on, so I don't know what he ended up with or it, he went for seven or eight, 10 bucks or whatever. I'm like, this is too much for this guy. So that's why I didn't get on him. Oh, and of course, Stewie had 15 shares of him. <laughs> Stewie and I, I think I was third or fourth, and he was fourth or third. So Stewie and I were up there on the leaderboard this week on Jock Market. Good job, Stewie. All right, what's the next segment, Eric? We talked about Joel Damon. We talked about the mega profit that I almost had. We talked about uh, all the things about ownership and scoring and all that. And now we need to get to the segment. We were told. What were we told, Eric? We were told that good players are likely to advance. Were we told that really? I I'm sure. I, I didn't. I didn't do a whole lot of listening this week, just because I love the match play and I have my own. I just sit down and do my own process. But I'm sure. I mean, you know, I mean, there's favorites for a reason. I mean, DJ and some of these. Well, I got shit for not dead. taking DJ. What's that? I didn't take anybody. Uh, I didn't take DJ or JT, and I was getting shit for it. So oh, you're you're a genius. I faded him, um, and then we were told that wind would be a factor. Did wind factor in? Kind of did. It factored a little bit, but the I mean, this course- it just factors into them having to think more, and that's like that's the best part is that they have all day to think because they're so it's great viewing when you can. Like hear the caddy and the guy talking about the club they're going to use and how they're going to hit it. It's amazing. It really is. Again, one of my favorite events of the year. Do, do you still love it after it turned out to be kind of a flaky, fluffy final? Uh, well, I golfed this afternoon, so I didn't really watch the final. I was falling on my phone, you know, when I would was able to check it. But that's how it goes. Once it gets to Sunday. It's four players playing, and you know, how, however much you're invested in those four players, I'm sure I saw some tweets, some funny tweets about how, oh my God, what if it's like Pat Perez and Matt Kuchar battling for the for the win, and and how that'd be bad for like you know, 
watch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's there's that. But but boy, oh boy, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, you know if you, you know if we might have some more lovable characters like a, a Spieth or any any of these top players if they had made it to Sunday, you know you might find a higher interest. I still think no, it's a there'd be more casuals watching, but you and I, we will right. watch no matter what, or we'll, we'll watch no matter what. If we can, we'll follow no Victor Perez. What. Like I was interested. I don't even have any shares. Victor or- Perez, dude. I had like five shares of him. He was our, he was this year's beer. Let's never forget beer. Beer guard helped us. Um, game theory grinders would enjoy this week. The, Dude, I, that, I don't know. I, I don't know either because the dude that won the short game did not even – he just picked the two chalky 10K guys and he went with a random group of people. I mean, we're talking, clicking, and getting lucky every week, but this week especially. So I don't know if being a game theory grinder is going to help you ultimately or it's going to make a difference in this match play stuff. So when the Ryder Cup comes along, just pick good names. I mean, and the Ryder Cup is going to be different because they're going to have a – uh, you know, assign a number of days and holes and times, and you're going to know this guy's not going to play as much as this guy's going to play. So you already know that kind of stuff ahead of time in the Ryder Cup. So when you make lineups for that, it'll be different, but whatever. Um, we're told long Texas Longhorn graduates, people, Texas ties, they're not going to be – there's no advantage to having a Texas tie. No one, No one cares that they're from Texas. Why would that matter? That's that's uh, noise. That those are noisy things, Eric. That's always what we're told about motivations. Well, how is Joel Damon just going to show up and be motivated? Who who would even think that that was a that would be a reason to click Joel Damon? I mean, can you really use motivation, Eric? No. You can't use college ties or the fact that they're from an, an area or they know the area, they're comfortable with the area, the grass type and all that stuff. Oh, that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Fucking obviously matters. And it mattered with Joel Damon. We said we I came to betting on Joel Damon because of his motivation of seeing Max Homa here, seeing Max Homa hit the Genesis, hit the money. And now he's he's. Like, I got to step it up. I got a fire under my ass. Um, and we know all of these golfers have the talent. Joel Damon especially has the talent. But he has a lack of give a shit sometimes. So if he comes into an event like this, we knew, and he did, and he won. Motivation. Same with Texas. They're from Texas. They feel like, hey, I got home crowd. I got this and that. I know what I'm doing. I like this area. I like this wind. I know how to hit this here and there. And there was three out of the final 16 who were Texas grads. And one of them made it all the way to the final. And Scheffler seemed to have the crowd with him. I, mm-hmm. I at least in my when I was watching him yesterday, like I said, I didn't get to watch much today, but he he seemed to have the crowd on his side. I was disappointed. I wanted to see Scheffler win today, and uh, but you know it's a, that's a grind. I mean, fuck, thirty six holes today, thirty six holes yesterday. Although really, I did play eighteen today, and I noticed that I'm not in my own. Not what I would have expected. Well, where'd you? So, Stewie wishes he was golfing today. Um, do you, where'd you play and how'd you hit him? Just at my favorite local course at Rose. I I, uh, I played poorly. Ninety one. Was it your first time out this season? Oh yeah. How windy was it when you were playing? It was forty five degrees and it was windy, so it was chilly. So it was miserable. Yeah. 
Someone in Florida is laughing at you right now. Right. Exactly. Don't play golf in 45 and windy unless you know, hey, these are these rounds are numbered. I can say I golfed in March in Fargo. So fuck everybody. Fuck all of you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck everyone who lives in Florida. We hate you. Especially yeah. you, Stewie. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, DFS strategy, Eric. Did we learn anything? Did we uh, we want to take anything away from the strategy and apply it to next season when they play this again? Is there uh, is there a strategy that we can take away? Well, the basic strategy is to do what we've done all these years: is build optimally, make sure that your lineups have the opportunity for four of your six guys to make it to the final four, and pretty easy. That's that's the easy part, and then after that, it's I think it is roulette. I mean, I, I think maybe looking at you know, I mean, Kucher at two percent that was an interesting like. Well, look at his. But he had to go against JT Kisner, uh, whoever. I mean, like yeah, and he had he, his his pathway was not. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like you're gonna think he's really getting out of that pod even. Right. Right. So, so, but that's that's going to be that's every the game theory grinder right there, or a Pat Perez. Like who? How would you? Pat Perez. He was how, playing in Punta Cana. He should. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 luck. Joe, I don't. I heard that. <laughs> well, Joe, hmm. we'll be visiting Joe next February. Actually, did you see the Honda Classic's going to be in February? Oh, hey, that's news. So. That won't, you know. That, that's a great time to get out of fucking Minnesota. Yeah, it is. Isn't that great? Okay. Um, oh, PGA DFS strategy, Eric. Uh, I thought more and more and more and more and more about this as the week unfolded, and I wished I had just done what I wanted to do and win or lost, right? Go, go with, you know, like I tried to like give myself some outs to make some min cash martins. Oh, Jesus. That's who you are because you only go for well, actually you're changing your style. So you're not even that anymore. I can't even call you Min Cash Martins because you're going for the mega profit. But so d- pick your names and go for them. I should have had Sergio because I was all in on Sergio and I would have had him into the Sweet 16 and just said Fuck, all those other people and just only used Sergio, not hedged Sergio, whatever else. I just use Sergio and just make him that guy. And then Horschel, I said on the uh, I don't know, whatever I, I do a lot of content. One of the pods I did, I said, this dude is in this group with that has no experience? Come on. We should just advance him automatically. Don't worry about it. Hovland? Come on. Like I was on Hovland. You were? Experienced. Jeez. Ho, Charles. But no. Oh, okay, so just play for fun and do what you want. And just play for, for low stakes and just have fun. Make sure you have fun, literally. Like, what are you doing this for? Or this is what we, but I'm only telling, I'm telling myself this stuff because we've talked about this, but I continue to uh, like, think I'm smart, try to do like a cool, great player pool instead of like being, having, making lineups that are fun. Yeah, that was stupid. You need to have fun. I had fun this week. I could tell that you weren't having fun this week, but I think that had to do some other things, but I think I was having fun in my real job, dude. Did you see my Instagram stories on my chat? I realtor page. I have so, wheat houses that I was showing. Uh, come on. I don't go on Instagram, but really, uh, the match play on DraftKings is a really fun week. I think, obviously, if you're out of it, you're out of it and it sucks, but like, it's fun. 
you're, you're following these the pods different. And, and it's different. And then when you get lineups that have maybe four of your six guys going on to the Saturday, Sunday situation, it's it's a good time. It's, Dude, it's my a guy, Daniel Zang, that won that Mega Profit t-shirt. Hey, it's not too late to retweet this thing. No one's done it since I've said it. Uh, Daniel Zhang sent me his address, so we're going to send him a Mega Profit t-shirt, and okay. I'm going to draw another one. Wow. And then make sure you're doing the reviews on iTunes because I'm using that as the next way we're going to draw. Probably do it Wednesday morning on my ownership pod. So make sure oh. you review our iTunes. Okay. Uh, that's all I got to say. I just play for fun. The news of the week. Nah did not concede a putt, or did he? To DJ, did you see Kevin Na? You know, Kevin Na beat DJ, stepped the putt in on the end, and was kind of cocky and did something else where they went viral a little bit where he was telling Na or DJ that he didn't concede. Do you know the details behind this? I do. Well, I mean, DJ just assumed that the putt had been conceded. How far away was the putt? It was probably within a conceivable or a conceivable reasonable range that normally like DJ's like, dude, bro, obviously you conceded this. Like, I'm not going to miss this putt, you dick, or not. Because, like, it was not, it was not out of line. I, I didn't see it. But so, why was it such a big deal? Well, I mean, it's, it's a game. And I, I, anytime I play match play with somebody, I always ask. And even if, if it's a fuck, even if it's a uh, you know piece of paper away, yeah, I'm gonna ask because that's a game. Okay. And they're fucking, they're in a WGC match play, and those are the rules. You well, so could DJ after. have advanced still? I don't get it. Was like he in it and not knocked him out of it, or did no, their game didn't matter? It didn't no. nothing. It didn't matter, but it did matter. It, that, this is what's good about this year is it did matter because, uh, however they finished, still. Uh, Gave them money? better or worse money. Yeah. Oh, Whereas, like, I feel like in previous years, if they were out of it, they just said, fuck it. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. You and they get like 256 money and they're there, like, there, oh. were, there were FedEx Cup points on the line, even if you were out of Got it. the event okay. on Friday. So, Nah but, had every right to try to win and be, you know, as competitive as possible and fire himself up by walking a pot in or whatever he needed to do. But either way, that fired DJ up. Because DJ did not take any questions after he lost. And then he added himself to the Valero Texas Open this week's tournament. And now he's going to be the betting favorite this week. And he is ready to heat up before the Masters. Because he's clearly, something's off. He hasn't been good for months. Yeah. And so DJ wants to play this week. We could talk about that at the end when we talk about this right. field, the Valero Texas Open. He'll be the favorite. He'll probably be about $12,000 on DraftKings. And good for Nah for putting his hand on him, putting his hand on his arm and, and, and kind of giving DJ the, the, the you know, the, here's, like, here's, yeah, here's, like, I'm your dad. Hey, here's how, here's how you, yeah, because he's probably, Nah's probably older than DJ. Hey, and he's probably like this. He's like, DJ, you, you can't do that. Hey, buddy. You can't do that. Like, DJ, don't do that. Like, just don't fucking do it. It's not that difficult of a situation. Like, you walk over, it's paper thin. You look over at your, your playing partner. And then they nod. Or they say it's good. Or they say no. And then, okay. Like, I get if it's... Not that hard. Or just make the putt then, DJ. Or just Why walk up and put it in. Yeah. Don't even ask and put it in if you think it was so for sure. So, f fuck DJ. And I think good on Kevin Not That's where I stand on that matter. 
And I'm, if, and I'm if, curious if, to see if this really does motivate DJ because DJ is the type of dude that needs that little spark and that little. It, we saw when Brooks did that uh, press conference where he's like, I don't know how many majors DJ has. He's got one. And then it was like, boom, like DJ <laughs> went, on a launch, went on a major run and just like didn't give a shit anymore. So did Kevin now just uh, wake the sleeping dragon? I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to watch it closely this week. If he comes out at like seven or eight to one, like you could almost look at that because the field's kind of shitty. Yeah. He could be hurt. Everyone, he could be hurt because nobody knows anything about anybody. Yeah, literally all these guys are hurt in That's some way. Like the worst part. Yeah. Uh, Brooks, Brooks Kepka is hurt. In fact, had surgery and that came out. And then it also came out that he was not going to maybe miss the Masters. He was hitting balls. Someone reported that he was hitting shots. Can you imagine? He's not going to play the Masters, is he? There's no way. Last I read that he was not planning on playing the Masters, but I did see what you said. He was swinging. Don't swing. Oh, Take it yeah. easy, man. Jesus. Oh, that's bullshit. I don't even believe that. That might be a lie. Like yeah. more lies, more mistruths, more deceptions, more uh, more bullshit spread on, on this horrible. I mean, God, what an awful media sphere we have here to try and like gain information about these golfers they lie it seems like some of the media i don't know someone said he's swinging like what the fuck like man oh man it's a tough i don't trying, any of it but we're trying to gamble on this we're trying to gamble on these people dude they're all frauds including our guy bryson dechambeau we do a segment each week right? called bryson or patrick reed and bryson dechambeau recently came they're they're both terrible at match play we thought they would be great I'm an idiot because I thought both of these dudes would meet each other in the finals and they were terrible. I almost did that because I like the content out of it, but at the same time, shocked that they were so bad. Either way, Bryson has also jumped into the NFT game. Eric, <laughs> I don't do you know, know anything about NFTs? Tell yep. me everything you think. Let's talk to you about NFTs because you're funny. What's an NFT stand for, Eric? Uh, is it have something to do with like, the word, the word the, what are the words? NFT. What does it stand for? Uh, I don't know. I have no non fungible token. <laughs> There's no way you would know that. Uh, Eric, have you ever heard of Top Shots? I well, I tried to talk to you about that a little bit, and you you were like, "No, I'm not going to talk to you about that." Because <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so so yes, I have heard of the top shots thing. I was curious about it. I I tried to you know ask my friend what what that was about, and you said fuck you. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, I'm not even gonna. I can't. Yeah, this is a waste of time because I'll go like, <laughs> well, Eric, it's <laughs> this, and you'll be like, okay, don't care. <laughs> I knew that already. It sounds like it's what it's online cards. Like yes, but NFTs are like virtual art. Okay, okay. Uh, right. our guys, our friends, Eric Patterson and Rick Run Good, they do a podcast together. I don't know what day it was, but they did one on this subject, and that's kind of what made me want to talk to you about it was uh -huh. Bryson has – and other athletes have done this where they've come up with cards and they've come up with NFTs that are like you know, on a blockchain, which means that you can track it and stuff or like declare ownership. Again, that doesn't necessarily matter. What matters about our guy Bryson is that he tried to do what Gronkowski did and sell cards of himself. And Gronkowski made like $1.8 million or something crazy off of just selling these virtual scarcity cards that like 
oh, there's only 40 of this one or there's only two of this one. I don't know how it works, but they, this is something that people are doing, and Bryson tried to get in on this game and tried to get in on the action, and he put these cards for sale, and he said that there's this you know amount of time to bid on them before it's over, and you can rescind your bid or you can take a bid. Or, they were doing bids on these fake cards that Bryson came up with that are awful, and listen to Eric Patterson <laughs> explain it because it's better than I am. But then all of a sudden, apparently, Bryson was like, no one's buying these. <laughs> okay, everybody that's got a bid in right now, I'm selling. Bing, 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 bing. And the people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought I had time. I thought I had to know 7 o'clock or tomorrow. or I don't know what it was, but apparently Bryson doesn't give a shit. So he sold like $40,000 worth of this, this fake art online card. Does anyone wow. know what I'm talking about? I, I do know what you're talking about because I can... He, he tweeted something like, have something big coming up. And then I saw there was a video of him talking. Yeah, like I, didn't watch, I didn't watch the video, but so that's that is scam. Apparently, Scott says it was a huge failure. So that's what I think, too. So whatever. He got he tried to get he tried to scam and got scammed. And then so he double scammed the people by <laughs> calling it early. I don't know. I couldn't. I wanted to buy one of these things. Of course I did, because why not? But then I don't have a Coinbase app. I don't have an Ethernet or whatever the hell coin that you need. You need a Ether or a Ethereum. You need a specific cryptocurrency to bid on this NFT, but you need to use an app that, I mean, you know what this is, Eric? You know what this is? This 100%, hey guys, this is exactly what all this stuff is. Fees. This is a fee play from everyone involved. Everyone. They want you to trade. They don't give a shit. They just want you to trade because they go, oh, 1%, 5%. You know, you make a transaction. We'll just take a tiny little tiny little bit. You won't even notice us over here. And do that a million times, please. Pretend this matters. That's all it is. <laughs> Straight up. Not kidding. Like it's a it, it's just the newest thing is this this fee scam that all these businesses are starting. Just like NFTs and whatever cryptocurrencies. Hey, you got to go on to the thing and you got to exchange your US dollars into coins that don't make any sense. But but to do that, you got to pay a fee to do that. Oh, and then when you make this transaction using those fee coins, you get to fee again. And then if you want to sell that, there's a fee. And then once you're done with all the fees and all the selling and all the stuff, you go back to the thing and you go back to US dollars and all of it costs you money to go back. <laughs> you're hoping you make the money over here. Boy, yeah, that. that uh, Sorry, that's not golf related at all. <laughs> no, it's not, but it's fucked up. Well, then we're done with talking about that. Let's talk about what went viral because there was a couple things, Eric. We had a. I made some money on our YouTube page off of Rory McIlroy going into the pool. Did you remember that? That was yeah, on Thursday. That was hilarious. Or Wednesday? Was that Wednesday? I think that was early on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he was bad, and he went into the pool, and it was funny. And then another guy. Uh, we got tagged by the PGA Tours um, copyright because I did the Tyrrell Hatton where he threw the club and then he whipped the club down. Did you see it? And it went in slow motion for like five minutes. It was awesome. I'd never seen a club do that in my life. That was sweet. But Tyrrell Hatton throws his shit around and he's kind of a clown. But for some reason, there's no outrage about him. There's no like police calling out this is not polite Tyrrell hat needs to be controlled nobody says that about him why is that 
Why do people not judge him for his antics? It's just accepted as, as part of his personality and, and, you know, it can be expected from his behavior. I think we've all come to, to see that, but, but if, if, if it, God think about the viral uh, video it would be, if it was Rory doing that. No, if it was Patrick Reed taking his club and just, just whipping it, they'd be like, kick him off the tour. This is inappropriate behavior. He's been doing this his whole life. <laughs> or if you saw, uh, I mean, I like to use Reed because everyone hates him, but if you saw him just whip the club down and it just vibrated for like five minutes, people would be like, he is just wrong for the game. It's funnier with an English accent. Actually, that's that might be something to do with it because you just let the Euro get away with it because he's a Euro and you're like, oh yeah, they're the, they're the cranky or they're... Uh, bloats or <laughs> they like no i don't know what they say but maybe he gets away with it because he's a euro i i just i i for me tiro hatton we just have kind of come to love him for that reason part of it also is he is self-aware and like kind of plays the character a little bit and yeah. then once the round's over he's like yeah, uh, obviously, I'm the worst golfer ever. I apologize for that stupid club throw. That was dumb, but that club did not behave, you know? And then he says something funny, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, this is Tyrell, just being Tyrell. So, like, yeah, because these English guys are super witty. I mean, like, yeah, that's so true. Look at like Eddie Pepperall and, yeah, oh, yeah. So they would never get in trouble as kids. They would just right. get out of it by saying something funny to their parents and their Where, parents. Whereas, like, Patrick Reed is a fucking, I mean, like, he doesn't have anything funny to say about anything that he does, but he's cheating over. Oh, and he's like, he's just a smug asshole. In the yeah, exactly. So, like, so yeah, of course, uh, if, he, if he was to get outraged over a bad shot, we'd look at him and be like, well, yeah, because you're, not really the most personable individual. We still sure. like your game, Patrick Reed. Don't get me wrong. Uh, sorry, what's his wife's name? Uh, don't get us wrong. Justine. How do you not know her name? Justine. We 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 do like Patrick Reed, the golfer, and his it game. It doesn't matter, bro. He already blocked me. I'm. Oh, it's over. Right, I forgot that. Like, I uh, used the, to <laughs> the other viral moment that I missed was. Uh, Jordan Spieth's errant drive that then landed on that other green and then rolled past. Patrick Cantley while yeah. he was putting and As then the serial killer was watching yeah. his putt going. Yeah. 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 Oh no. He missed the putt. And then I think he looked up and like, he, I think he, I think Patrick Cantley wanted to like kind of blame his missed putt, but like clearly he had putted before the ball was like, yeah, even, he didn't notice that. Was he didn't notice the ball until like well after he had putted, but still that I, I saw that live and then I tried to go to my TV and then I, I, I fucked it up. So apparently we got to watch UCLA and Alabama. They're doing something right now. Uh, I'm live. What's your internet? My little brother's texting me. He's like, if you're living under a rock, you better go watch this. What's so, sport? There's college basketball games going on. Oh, basketball. Yeah. Who cares? I'm uh, let's see what else we need to talk about. The outrage. <laughs> Oh, there's always outrage, Eric. And it's uh, usually related to the coverage. Always, uh, each week. I mean, there was uh, a few times where I wanted to complain and I, you know, didn't. I, I thought, like, for example, they, legit, they legitimately have two human beings playing. Or four, I guess. But two that we care about. And they go to commercial and they come back from commercial and they say, this, while we were away, is Scotty Scheffler's shot. I'm like... <laughs> From today, 
Yeah, like why not just not do that ever? You don't have to just do every shot live. Like what? There's not enough time in between the other shots. Why isn't that you know, you know, tape delay? Or like the players' championship last week, like has set such a huge bar as far as like uh viewing every single shot from every single player. That was a full field event. And then here we are at a 64 man around that. And we couldn't see every single like match. I'm, this, like, I'm telling you today, two players per T per hole, four people total playing golf. You couldn't about. show everything live. It's like, what the hell? Well, that's not the biggest outrage, though. The outrage that was the funniest and biggest to me was when Josh Bennett, our guy Jish Swish, got angry and outraged about the L. PGA Tour. Oh, yes, let's talk about this. I I invited Josh on to talk about his gripes, but he's busy or he's embarrassed that he had these gripes. <laughs> Either way, Josh actually is an LPGA expert. He's won a GPP, or I don't know, he came close to the top of it, and he was doing super well, sending me no joke LPGA screenshots on a Thursday afternoon. I'm like, bro, first of all, LPG. Second of all, it's Thursday. He was excited, okay? He had his lineup and was laughing. Then Friday rolls around, he's laughing too. Laughing his ass off. He's like, look at this lineup. It's going to win money. <laughs> I'm an LPG expert. And I'm like, look at you go. But then all of a sudden, the one of the six people on his team that was doing well was disqualified. DQ'd because she did not sign her scorecard. She didn't take the little little pencil and scribble a name, or someone didn't tell her, "Hey, you didn't sign. Sign quick," because you'd think that would be something that they would do. Either way, dequalified out of the tournament. Josh got five of six, did boom, and he was ruined and he was angry. And now he thinks there's a controversy. He says he has a solution, and I'm excited to hear about that. I told him to tweet at me what the solution is, but do we have any? Reason why you have to sign a scorecard in 2021. Well, no, obviously we don't. And everybody knows that. And that's absurd. If you're playing on some high caliber LPGA, PGA, I mean, shit, even the fucking Corn Fairy Tour, those things are televised and monitored by uh, volunteers who are keeping track of everybody's shots. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's absolutely absurd that you could either, either – not sign a sort not signing a scorecard. That's a little weird though, right? Like, what are you doing? Are you trying to get DQ'd? Right. Like, like I get I get when I think it's bullshit when they sign the scorecard and they didn't put in a four and, and it was a five or it was a three or something. Or like or like especially if they like signed for a four and they actually had a three. Sure. You know, like, like something that like they signed doesn't even for, affect the actual round. No, no, something that doesn't even like help them. It actually hurt them. They would have you know what I mean? Like more strokes. Like, so man, that's, <laughs> maybe but, the maybe the uh, woman that was disqualified is just a little nuts. Either way, why does she not? Why does she not? I think it's hilarious. Her? I think it was, it was. I thought it was hilarious that Josh was caring about this. I was like, dude. Well, more bullshit about like why are why are you like don't bet on golf? Like every other sport has protocols, like. Do, do, do NBA players have to sign for how many fucking rebounds? Or what if an NBA player had to like check in each time or they got disqualified right. from the game? Right. And then like they like ran in and didn't do that, right? 
Or like, or like how many he's checking in? Like, why does he need to check in that he's checking in? Like you right. don't a running back. How many, how many yards did you run for this, 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 uh, game? Oh, right, right. 123. No, I'm sorry. This game is nullified because it was only 121. You know, like, you, uh, now your team is docked five points or your whole team. Yeah. Like insane. Like these are really, as much as I will say that she should have probably signed her sword card. These are stupid ass rules for a game that's been going on for, you know, since the, you know, 19th century, 18th century of weird, you know, like uh, we're a high civilized society where we adhere to our rules as far as, uh, signing the golf court because of gent- gentleman rules. Now, uh, quickly go back to what went viral. I was reminded about this Casey outburst. Jesse says, did you see this? I missed the Casey outburst. Oh, Paul Casey. I thought now I was busy and I was kind of passively looking at Twitter and all of a sudden this, sh- this video showed up of Casey doing something. I thought no joke. The first time I saw that he was talking to a straight up bird in the tree. And like making a joke, like bird, we're going to kick you out. You know, like that. I don't, I, I, so what he does is he, he's approaching his shot. He's getting into his routine. He's putting his club down, looking up, looking up about to start swinging and something. I don't know if someone yells, Paul, uh, it's hard to say, but either way, someone distracts him. So he backs him off. And he, and then he and his caddy like yell at this person which I thought literally was them jokingly talking to a bird. Like, you know how Paul Casey is. He's kind of just like playful sometimes. And if nature is distracting him, he wants to make a joke out of it to kind of make light of the fact that he backed off and people are waiting for him to play and gets his mind off it. But apparently, no, this was a heckler or somebody because they're allowing fans back in and Paul Casey didn't like it. And so he yelled at this guy and told him he's going to kick him out. And then he hit a shot and went on with his day. He did not get the Tyrrell Hatton treatment. He's being ridiculed wow. for being mean. I thought it was funny because I was like, oh, my God, is he talking to an animal in the tree that's making noise? I don't know. Oh, that's hilarious. Kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and we like Paul Casey because he he's weird. He is really weird. There's some characters on this tour. There really are. All right, next week, the Valero Texas Open. We're at the last 10 minutes of the program. We're going to give away a T-shirt to someone who retweeted uh, the link that brings people here so i'll do that in a second i think i gave a t-shirt to a guy that didn't show up to the pod but who cares um in the field like i said is dustin johnson who was angered by Nah and has entered because and he hasn't played this since 2015 and he is the defending masters technically champion from 2020 and he's not ready for the masters his game is rusty so he is here to try to beat up on players like Abraham Answer is here, Sam Burns, Cam Champ, Corey Connors, who once Monday qualified to this tournament and then went on to win it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Joel that. Damon is apparently going to be in the field. We'll see. Probably not. Probably I'd, not. I'd bet not. <laughs> He's going to be drunk. Yep. Cameron Davis, Fiedow, and Fowler, and Furick. Furick's here. Are you going to go 100% Furick this week, Eric? I I'll find somebody else. Like Siwoo or Kucher? Kucher? Is he good now again? Or did he just do match play? He just did match play. Yeah. Uh what about Hideki? Boy, he uh he got ruined in the match play. If I, I mean I don't remember. Yeah. 
Uh, Phil playing week before a major. He loves doing that. He's here. And then Ryan Palmer, Scotty Scheffler. Is he going to do this? Why not? Playing decent. Maybe he wants he'll to play. Be, he'll be fatigued. fatigued. Yeah. I mean, 36 holes back to back days. Like, take this time off, Scheffler, and prepare right. for Augusta. Is he in Augusta? I got to think, Scheffler. You think he's top 50 in the world? Uh, I can I, yeah, that's a stupid question. Um, Spieth and EVR and HV3 and Woodland. I think Spieth, he played okay in the match play. I think I'm going to re- chalk. I might be I might be 100% Spieth this week. What if he's 10-4? God damn it. That would be – I need to I, – ah, yeah, you're right. Damn he's going to be in the 10K range because you're going to have DJ at like 11-4, 11-2, And then you're going to have Scheffler. If he actually plays, he'll be up there. You got Spieth's the only other – Spieth viable- is 10 10- if speed is 10-1 or less, I'll go 100%. But didn't we talk about that, that you can't, you shouldn't? Or do you yeah, not care? You should. I don't care, though. You want to just have fun? I want to have fun. Okay. I'll go 100% speed if he is 10-1 or less. He's played well the week before. He's played well at the Masters before. Like, he's he doesn't give a shit. He's just playing, trying to play well. Exactly. Are people going to show up here and not care to – See, that's the thing. If they didn't want to make the cut at this tournament, then they would just skip it. They would just go right to Augusta. I think that's a weird old guard narrative about, oh, we got you got to worry about some of these guys who are just kind of trying to dust off some shit and then miss the cut and then get over there. Or are they going to come here and play all draws off the tee or they're going to do different things that they would do at Augusta? I don't know. They used to pretend like they were going to do that at the Shell Houston Open. That was a week before. And then Phil would win that. It wouldn't matter. No, nothing matters. You need to go into every week and you need to use the black men in black device that zaps your memory and just erases everything. And you need to come in all fresh and clean and you need to say, what's going on here? How's this working out? What's the deal here? You could have said to yourself, wait a second. Poulter and Kucher are match play gods and no one wants them. You could have won money off of those people. You got to just blinders, zip, zip, app, you know. I'm 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 considering going 100% speed now, no matter what. Even well, even if he's above 10-1. 10-1's my marker though, right now. I'll consider it. I'll send out. He's going to be over 10-1. I know he is. That's why I'm. That's why I'm putting 10-1 as the marker. I'd like to believe he's going to be over 10-1. Fuck. God damn. But it. the field is so bad. It's so bad, and he's going to win it. He's our one and none. Or he's going to win the master. He's going to win the Masters. I'm going to go in 100% speed. On the fucking masters too, so I can't go 100 percent speed this. Yeah, week. don't do 100 percent 10k guy. Dude, we talked about this. This is, this okay, is fine. Right, right, fine. He, but he's not going to be 10k. In okay, the but did, did you? You didn't even tweet. You didn't even tell us you win 100 percent on a Punta Cana guy. You said you were going to, but then you never told us who. So hey, no. great. Do the content one week, Eric. That's real good commitment to the bit. I'm going to do this. And then next week I'm not going to do it because I don't want to. Match play was not 100 percent week for anybody, so I skipped it. The main event is what I consider each week. Valera Texas Open. I will have a 100% name, and I'll be tweeting that out. And With a little maybe, video or not? Maybe we'll see. We'll see. You'll see. But where do we follow I'm, you? I'm 100% Spieth at the Masters already. I've already announced it. You can mark this moment. Right what if he's 9,700 dollars at the Masters or more? I don't care. No, he's not going to be that much. He probably will actually. Well, then so be it. I can okay, and it. so as soon as the pricing comes out for the Masters, that'll probably be this weekend, this next weekend, or earlier. Maybe it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. 
do we go live? Do we do talk about it? We do a pod. We're probably going to have to. We're going to do a million pods for the Masters. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I am. And then I'll be back to you guys. Hey, oh, God. I have a real life job and I'm busy now. So uh, it's going to be tough to do the first look like right when the DraftKings pricing comes out tomorrow. If it comes out at about 1130 or whatever and I've got time, I'm going to boom, come to you live on the Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube page. Just opening up the pricing and reacting. And then tomorrow night, me and Joe, we do a preferred lines podcast, the big PL. And then we do that on Monday nights live. So join us, chat along for that. Wednesday's ownership pod presented by our friends at FanshareSports.com. Again, no reason not to try it out. You get a week for free. So do that or you get 20% off for a month or a year or whatever you decide to sign up for at Fantasy Golf Pod. 20% off. Do it. Boom. Uh, that's about all. Oh, wait. No, it's not, Eric. Because before we leave, we got to like, draw one more T-shirt. Hashtag Mega Profit. I like saying hashtag mega profit. What is a hashtag mega profit? It is not an actual hashtag mega profit. It is a profit of anything more than one cent. <laughs> like, we don't take ourselves seriously. I'm not making real mega profits off of DraftKings. You kidding me? <laughs> That's impossible. No, so we do it like anytime you're positive. Profit. That's a mega profit. Mega, mega profit and mega fun. Okay, last person to do the do thing oh some people did tweet while we were uh doing this great slide it up and down and i'll say stop oh, hold on i gotta open it all right sliding up and no wait no just kidding hold on ah god wait yep yep, yep. One, sliding up two, and down three. stop a guy named eb his name is mysticism 86 or 88 Mysticism, Jesus. Mysticism? Mysticism? I like green horses. Wait, does he follow us? Oh, he follows us. Okay, you're in, EB. <laughs> I'm going to message you. You won. <coughs> All right, cool, guys. Uh, again, I might give another T-shirt away on Wednesday, and we'll probably give one more away on next Sunday's show. iTunes reviews. I'm going to scroll, and I'm going to click a name. So get yours in now so that it populates by Wednesday, and it gets in there by uh, Sunday and do a hundred of them. Do twenty of them. I don't give a shit. We'll find you. Yeah. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you uh, tomorrow. Look at you, Henrik. <laughs> no, I'm Paul Casey. <laughs> you look like Henrik Stenson. I don't look like Henrik Stenson. I, I'm hoping that I can actually wear my hashtag Mega Profit T-shirt when we do the Masters Pod because it's supposed to actually get warm in Minnesota next week. Right now in this garage it's just under 60 degrees i still do have the heater going you could have worn that i could have i run hot <laughs> all right here we go thanks yeah. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe. Rate and review. It helps us. Goodbye. <laughs>